Don't get mad if I'm laughing Blame the caffeine for other fabbing phone calls Well, welcome back to the Midnight Club. I am Clinton Scott Timmerman, the first, coupled with... Not Kelly. Not Kelly Tipalicious, and we are coming to you from the buying in beer... In Bothell. In Bothell. You know, when when you're trying to promote a place, you should probably get the title right. But yeah, the buying in Bothell... And it's off Main Street. It's lovely. And here we are. It's sunny. It's warmish for the Seattle area, which means it's low 70s. And Kelly, how are you doing today? You know what? We're back, so that feels good. But I feel like hot cooter that's been ridden on a train in Coachella and came back with a social disease. But... I have tested negative for COVID. You know, so we've that's all good. been there before. So, <laughs> actually, I've not been to Coachella yet, but I can only imagine. So that's. So I'm, I'm hanging on to Roman. I'm hanging on. Well, that's good. That's good. Also, makes me wonder what the OB guy appointments are like after <laughs> Coachella. <laughs> Lots of penicillin. But we are back most recently. I think we've got a, f- a few episodes. We've got some catch-up to do. We do. Uh, most recently, we got back from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, where I was able to participate in the Victoria 70.3. It's the half Ironman race that they have up there. And, uh, yeah, Kelly, what'd you think? I mean, it was beautiful. Probably all the shit-talking of done towards canada all these years probably that's why i came home sick but it was it was nice we had the opportunity (laughs) to take the kids and they actually participated in their first iron man kids event yeah begrudgingly but they got some good swag and then yeah they were doing all for the swag but you know you put that carrot before the horse and the horse goes where you need it to go and it gets the carrot i guess it still gets from a to b that's right we were hoping they'd be motivated to maybe Maybe continue down this path, or maybe they're like, you know what, that was worth it. They said, "Fuck you." Yeah, that this that has not been the case thus far, but you know, at least they they did it. Yeah, they participated. I must say, they were definitely the most well behaved than they've been at any event that you've done in the past. So it's true. I'll take it because I've wanted to include them in these things, and usually it's a, it's a drag for them. Well, and he at least gets the reprieve of being on a course for several hours. I have to deal with the. Uh, just the constant, I hate this, what are we doing, why are we here? Well, and we'll get to it, especially in this case, which maybe it's no you know, no fault of the race, and maybe it is just the logistics of where, it's it, where it is. It's the 25th year or some shit, so they, you'd think that at this point they would have gotten the logistics down, but hey, I digress. Well, it might just be the infrastructure of the area, yeah. too. Um, but we, we live in suburban Seattle, out here in Bothell, Bothell Mill Creek, um, they still are not running the Washington State Ferry to Sydney, British Columbia. So we went up and crossed the border on Friday. Yay. And then we took the ferry. And we BC. didn't have to get antigen tests to do so. So that no was the first test, for us. No, you just upload all your info onto the Arrive Canada app and tell them when you're going. And then they've already got, you, you just give them a, a passport. They're able to see what you've registered. And then, um, yeah, went over to the BC ferries, which 
And let me tell you, the ferry terminal, all the food and everything they've got is... Uh, it's nicer it's than nice. ours. Yeah, lovely. And then we... <laughs> of course, it was easy to pick off that it was a triathlete. I'm trying to go in a particular ferry lane, and he was standing in the middle of it. So just kind of pause, no kind of wave. And he's but, got an Iron Man shirt on. Yeah. And he's like, go around, meaning like, go into a different ferry lane, like, or just get out of the way where we're all trying understand. to hold the load. I, Wait, I don't what? understand. It's such a stereotype, but it's so true. After being just the spectator to a lot of these, like, why y'all got to be douchebags? Yeah. I'm sure there's lots that aren't, but the ones that are certainly stand out. And it's like, I don't know. It's like worse than just being a cyclist. You're just so entitled, especially like, hey, like 26-year-old white male going to Victoria to go race with your $10,000 bike. Like, fuck you. Just move out of the lane. Just yeah. move out of the lane. That's all you got to do. I did not understand it. Kelly had some words and some gestures for him. I did. Along I the lines of your number one. Yes. Uh, but we got there. I uh, had a chance to look around. Uh, eventually got on the ferry. Ferry ride was nice. Takes you over the Georgia Strait and then into the Gulf Islands. It's beautiful. Land on Schwartz Bay, which is the northern end of the bike course. And then I did notice, this is the only time I've ever seen this, where there was the optional bike check-in the two days before the event. And I'm really glad that we did that. So on our way down to the hotel, we stopped by, I checked in, um, and then actually still went down and checked into the hotel. And I came back and then was able to leave my bike there. But they said it was going to be really busy the next day. And the, the issue with this course, which I think is just topography and infrastructure, is there's one way in. It's a tiny little park. That's where all the transitions and the Ironman Village is. Um, and then even where they want people to park and take transportation, there's just one road in, one road out. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's just tough to access. And we tough lucked to get out to. that first day because we did end up finding parking, like walking distance. Both to- times. Yeah, to the village. Um, and the village was very small compared to a lot of them. But it was, I was really impressed, like how family oriented it was. There was, yeah. you know, everything was kind of set up in a park, which was cool. There was like a play place for the kids, and it had Iron Man kids to sign up for for that day. There was a charity barbecue that night. Like, it was, it was good times. Yeah, it's cool. And we, so we, after the Iron Kids event, we, did get some burgers at the charity event, had a little picnic, everyone, people, you know, kids running around, everyone having a good time. And, you know, that's my, my hope and my thought, like, you know, as we progress with our family and whatnot, that it doesn't necessarily have to be a, um, choose between the two that you can integrate the two. So it was cool to be able to, at least, I mean, Jack and Allison, are having a good time in the yeah, play equipment? I checked in, we're eating some food, they're running around, they're getting a medal, they're getting a plushie. Um, they even got a finishing pic- finisher's picture afterwards on the podium. Oh, it was awesome. Dude, we got to put, put this with the, with the um, show, the show notes. notes or make it the, the photo uh, for the, the episode. The world's best Iron Man finishing photo ever Have by my son, Jack Kendrick Moran. Did you scan it or take a picture of your phone? I took a picture with my phone. Okay, and good. And it's amazing. Awesome. It is amazing. Well, I look forward to it. To, well, I've seen it. I look forward to you passing me the file so I can upload it. Um, but yeah, that was our, our Friday night. And then what the nice thing about being able to drop off the bike and just make sure, Hey, do I have everything is that that freed up Saturday, the race was Sunday, um, to just be able to, to explore, look around, see the sites in Victoria. Um, which 
it, it's kind of funny, and I get this. The kids are 13 and 11, so it's like, hey, I want to show you the Empress. Let's see the waterfront. Let me show you these things. And, of course, to them, it's, hey, there's a Toys R Us that exists here. No Toys R Us in America. And there's a mall. I'm thinking, like, you can go to any mall anywhere. Toys R Us, who cares? You're going to see the same toys you'd see at any mall. But that was the priority to them. And we, we did make it to at least the Toys R Us. And we went to a mall. Yeah. But I, that Friday night and then Saturday, still try to see the sights of Victoria. Although... Alice, she became obsessed with this like miniature world thing, which ended up being better than I thought it would. But it was just the funniest. Have you ever seen anybody get? They've got those miniature figures for like the Civil War gardens, or like yeah, like a little tree and a tiny little figure. The person paints them, like all recreating the back. Yeah. (laughs) And what were there? Eighty-five? No, eighty-five different exhibits. Eighty-five exhibits. Yes, it was like five different rooms. And they did have different periods well of done. like, oh, here's Invasion of Normandy, yeah. or, you know, here's England, or, um, and they had different time periods in England, or it was, here's a ranch in Wyoming in 1926. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Yeah, but she was super into it. And I'm like, who are you, it child? Um, but yeah, so we did that. We went and saw the museum, Natural History Museum. I was Museum so that disappointed, you, though. Like, my I whole thought life, you were going to cry. Growing up, it's cool. They've got George Vancouver's, a replica of his ship. They've got this this depot from the 1920s, like a train station, uh, a woolly mammoth. They've got Native American art and artifacts. And then they're, reno- well, they're renovating it by renovating it. They are tearing it down. So they didn't have all the fun things that Clint grew up with. I had never been. The kids had never been. So he was super bummed. But what they did have open was cool. Lots of fossils. Um, they were <laughs> we were joking. Like it was all just like, you're going to die from global warming all the way through. Mm. And I get it. Like, you know, it was like, how can you help with, you know, the climate change problem? How can you make a difference? Uh, this earth is going to warm up by this temperature, by this date. This is how it's going to affect our world. Um, it was just, it seemed to be every single exhibit. And when you have kids that are just, you know, trying to have a good time on vacation, it was a little bit of a, of a, uh, wah, wah, you're going to (laughs) die. But it was still well done. It was a little more ominous than just a, yeah. it's important to take care of your planet. Okay, it was more, just like Kelly said, like, you will perish in a fiery death. And then we go out and there's a, uh, the Capitol building's right across the street and there's a protest. And I got to tell you, I like Canadian protesters. They're, they're kind of my favorite people now. How come? It was peaceful. There's bagpipes. There's music. The guy speaking is like giving shout outs to the band and like the sound guy. And the person that uh, set everything up and organized Everything's it. Everything's yeah. organized. <laughs> Just signs. Very peaceful. You know, here in Seattle, we're burning things down. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's, we did looting. have chop. We burned down a police station and then made a Yeah, we tried to. Uh, not we. Street. But yeah, they tried to lock police officers inside and then set it on fire. But yeah, no, it was just, it was very And what's Canadian. crazy about that, it's like, oh, what's this protest for? I don't know if it's just... It seemed like a plethora. Yeah, it was a huge smorgasbord. Like, anything and everything was there. Again, represent it all. They're just being efficient. Yeah. What else do we do that day? Um, 
Let's see. We did walk them down to Fisherman's Wharf. Uh, oh, yeah. That over, went over like a fart in an elevator. Yeah. I mean, I know Jack was starting to get sick. He's the one, the asshole that gave me this cold. Um, and he had just done the Iron Man Kids the day before. He has cerebral palsy. So he does feel differently than able-bodied people. So you know what? I'll give him a pass on this one. Sure. He made it. He and did we ended make up it, but usually even no matter... Since I've known the guy, if you like, hey, we're going to walk 20 feet. I don't want to go. I'm saying just, just that day I'm giving sure, him a pass. Sure. <laughs> but we ended up taking a water taxi back, which was super cool. Kids had never been on one. Mm-hmm. I had just been on a ton of them in Italy. Um, but this one was, was awesome. It almost looked like a bumper boat, like an oversized bumper boat. Yeah, and it's tiny. Teeny tiny. Awesome girl captain yeah, of the vessel. True. Um, yeah, it was a good day. And you know, and the funny thing is, is that, um, you know, it kind of rained, but ultimately we kind of lucked out with the weather the entire weekend. Yeah, we really did. Um, and then that night, see, we stayed at the luxurious Red Lion for the first couple of nights, <laughs> which is right around where people, I think, meet to swap needles or swap something. Sure, it's a parking lot with a liquor store. The V Lounge, which I'm still convinced is a ladies' club or gentlemen's club, excuse me. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of congregation of sketchy ass people. It's true. It's true. I was waiting for my 13 year old to get propositioned. But it was 100 a night, so. Yes. I took it. Um, and then the interest, the, the, it's whenever you take these races or nearby where you don't have to break down your bike and you got everything in your car, it's like, oh. There wouldn't have been room in our room. <laughs> well, no, but it, exactly. But a lot of me is like, a big part of me is like, oh, I've got everything done in the car. I'm good. I'll just double check the race morning, which ended up being one thing that I missed that ended up working out okay. But um, yeah, we went and saw Dr. Uh, Strange that night. Mostly Dr. Strange Love. It's nah. a little different. And um, set our alarms for 4 a.m., ready for race day. So 4 a.m. came, got up very quickly. To, yeah, exactly. Got up closer to 4:30. Got everything ready, and then we went up to go to the start line. And then I oh, looked. Oh shit! And as I said, that was just like one road going in and out. It it was just back way way up, and I don't backed up is an understatement. <laughs> I don't. If we had tried to get in that line, there's I, no way I would not have got to the race on time. And it was maybe five o'clock. You know, the race starts at six. So we followed the lead of others that were parking on the side of the freeway. Yeah, so I just had Kelly drop me off at the intersection, and then I just got out and, and walked in. And I'm definitely glad I did that. But then it's as I was doing all the final setup for everything, uh, realized I forgot my bib in the car. Wah, wah. And Kelly was back at the uh, back of the hotel room, like, "Hey, don't worry if you could just bring it for T two." We should be good to go. And I said, no big deal. Not a problem. It ended yes. up being a problem. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. So how did the swim go? Because I didn't well, see the you. Swim, so the, the, it was sixty degrees, just barely above sixty degrees Fahrenheit in the water. So I was in a full wetsuit, and I don't like any event. I always just get you get a little bit nervous, and then they they started the event. And the one thing about me, I, I see, try to see myself around the the forty to forty five minute. Anticipation mark to get ready or uh, to get in the water, 
and the event starts, and then you stand there for. I've, I've stood for over an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, waiting to get it in the sucks water. Sucks when it's freezing out. Yeah, and then you just get more time to think about it. Think about it. Now the race director was pretty funny, so at least you know he he brought some some. Was he Canadian? Cheer. He I don't know. He didn't sound Canadian. He, there were a lot of Australian announcers at this one, which. I enjoy. See, uh, yeah, in the, within the Commonwealth, growing up, every time I'd go to Whistler or something, people Tons would. Tons of Australians. Yeah, it's it's easy. They would go to Whistler and work it in the would be wintertime to us, summertime to them. That would be their summer job. Um, but yeah, it was closer to I think like started at six. It was closer to six forty five when I got in the water, and yeah, the water was freezing. And it's it's always that first however many minutes when you're just trying to get adjusted to it, even though you've got your wetsuit on. And as like, a middle-aged crap. man, do you worry, this may be the heart attack? Well, what's <laughs> funny is if you look at most people of the die. deaths that happen in triathlons, it's not drowning. Like It's not like they sucked in water. Oh, It's almost always when they first jumped in and then someone, their heart gives out. That's, you know, some take people you see the picture it. and you're like, oh, okay. And others are like, oh, wow, that's interesting. That guy's heart gave out. So, yeah, I got in and, and, you know, I'm still just, you know, I've either gone with just a tri-suit or a sleeveless wetsuit. I've only used the full wetsuit at maybe a handful of times and you still just have the restriction on the shoulders. And so, it's feeling restrictive. And then my body, I think, is wanting, it wants everything by the torso. And what we're not, so, we haven't gotten into because we're kind of going from most recent to past events. It hasn't been very long since you just did a how many mile swim? That would end up being 18, almost 19. Almost 19 mile swim for charity. That was a few weekends ago. It's not like your shoulders are even fully healed. I don't think they're quite where they are at. I took a swim today too. So still just kind of recovering from that. Um, So everything just feels very constrictive. And I knew it was eight buoys out. And then, you know, you you turn and there's just one buoy in between the, the turn buoys and the eight buoys back in. Um, It didn't feel like it was going well. And even, like, with my arms, like, okay, I'm crossing the midline. But that being said, I, I finished around a 43-minute swim time, which, hey, I'll take it. That, that, that works for me. Um, I've definitely had worse 1.2-mile swims. I think even Iowa, and I didn't use a wetsuit for that. I think it was closer to 47 minutes or something like that. And then, of course, you have, like, your mile <laughs> transition to get from the, the swim to the, the bike. Um, but so speaking of the bike... You look through the website, you know, you know, it says rolling. Oh, um, let's get to transition, because that's where we missed you by less no, than a minute. This is T1. Oh, okay. So I get there, but I will say I've still, I have not perfected the get the wetsuit off, yeah, dry off. Yeah, it was like a little over 10 minutes for your transition. Yeah, which I know it's ridiculous, but I don't know, just to be able to dry everything off. And my thought process is still get the socks on now, so when I get off the bike, I don't have to then... Uh, he wears two pairs of socks, just FYI. Well, there, there's a reason for this. Okay, I'll get to that too. So the re- the reason, I, my thought process is rather than go sockless, some people go sockless and they do that and they go on the bike and the idea is that your feet dry out on the bike. But to me, it's like, well, you still have that time then to put the socks and your shoes on. Maybe I should try that out. The reason for the two socks is I have these compression socks, but they're ultra, th- they're like dress socks on the feet. And I know I'm just going to move around in my shoes and it's going to blister. So I put my athletic socks on first and the compression socks on second to give myself some cushion. But of course, that does take more time. But um, got that going. And then I got out on the course. And a lot of times when I do these events, there's a certain time where like things are going well. And then you usually hit a wall or then it starts like, ooh, I'm now starting to feel it. 
yeah, this race I was feeling it from the start, even in the swim. Like mile two in the, on the mile, bike, everything was burning, like hamstrings burning. I almost never really get hamstrings on a bike, like burn. Everything's burning, everything's tough, and then I'm just like, holy shit, I'm going to just suck ass on this race. That's what I was thinking, like, and this course is going to kick my ass, and I I knew that. It was going to be a little hillier towards the beginning, and someone mentioned there's a big hill at the end, but I was just trying to stick with it, but I was just like, dear God, this sucks. Well, got towards the middle of it, you know, mile 25 to like, say, 35, and that was the part near Sydney, British Columbia, where then it feels like you're in a trainer. You know, you're in a high gear, you just steady pace, you're going fast, like, this is nice. And as I pass a guy, I'm like, hey, I could do the whole thing if it's like this. And as I'm passing him, he's like, save your strength for the second half. Like, ooh. He's like the Grim Reaper. He really was. And boy, (laughs) was he right, because then he get, it just, it was hill after hill after hill. You just get tired of, like, these hills. And yes, you get the downhill after the uphill, but holy hell, it just sucked. And then when they talked about this hill that we were you know mile or it's kilometer 75 around mile 40 42 or so and you get to this and it gets to a nine percent grade like it just goes straight up this thing and then it just keeps going and going and going and then yes you get this big ass downhill when you turn around that's just a it was just an out and back kind of thing but then sure enough you turn the intersection in another hill and another hill and so just perspective and we're, we're going to get to it the the bike that I just did in Panama City Beach a few weekends ago, I averaged almost 19 miles an hour. I think I did that in two hours and 55 minutes, and I was happy. Like, oh, it's a sub-three-hour uh, you know, bike ride that I have for this. Uh, ended up having a was it two hour and fifty seven or sorry three hour fifty seven bike ride on this but one. How, what was the the vert? Now, co- looking at uh, comparing Garmin. To map my run to Strava, it looks like it's anywhere from 3,300 uh, feet of vertical gain upwards of like 3,500. So they're for a 70.3. For a 70.3, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's wild. And you just signed up for Arizona. What's the bike vert for the full? A thousand, maybe something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's yeah. I, I still would. If, I feel like Whistler's full was 30. Like thirty five hundred. Really, I thought it might be more than that, but I'll, but then again, that wasn't known for being hilly. I mean, just this whole region just hilly. Mm-hmm. It's like you've got an ocean bay and then a hill. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I much the my Maryland the hundred twelve miles on that on the bikes. So remember, I didn't. I started feeling the heat in Maryland at the the uh, run portion, but I would much rather do one hundred twelve miles in Maryland than the fifty six miles in Victoria. Uh, just means I just got to stick with the hills, I guess. But it, again, it, I start to, to figure like, shit, am I going to, am I going to finish this? You know, I'm, I'm, my goal is to do 16 miles an hour. I want to get my bike done between three hours and three and a half hours. And I'm like, shit, what are we going to do? I'm like, well, you get two loops around this lake and at least it's not very hilly uh, as far as the run portion. I'm like, well, just go, you know, just who cares? Like, just go, even if I just finish this thing and it's, not in time, whatever, just go. So I um, get the transition. I don't see you and I don't see the bib. So what I did is I just took the sticker off my bike and then just put that on my my uh, belt. And I figured, you know, because I, 
Is it technically that if you don't have your bib, like you get disqualified? I think so, but I, I think it's one of those like, are you competing? Yeah, I'm not trying to win, win anything. You here, got so. your time chip on your goddamn ankle. Yeah, they knew who I am, and I still had a bib. Now, granted, it was smaller, but yeah. I had my number. Um, and they're not they're not putting names on them anymore, so it's not like this. There's an identifier in that regard. Um, so I just put that on, and then just I did my best. Where it's you know, again, I, I feel like those little wind up dolls that you put those little th- on the table and it's like dit, 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 dit. so i'm just chugging away um although surprisingly i thought i was going to be closer to like 16 to 18 miles an hour and i was able to, to if you want to call it running the first three four miles at like 14 to 15 minute miles i did get to a point where i realized okay i think i'm walking faster than i can bike so it was a power walk that that, you can run or uh, then i can run but it was still like a power walk of you know, it's still around 15 miles or 15 minute miles. Yeah, you're so, cruising pretty good. When so I told myself, you. like, if I can get to mile 12 in around three hours, I think I can finish this because I still think I have enough leeway. And so let's get to T2. Back to T2. Right. Okay. Rewind. So we have this bib. Here's, I think, where he's talking about the logistical part of just the one road in and out because we left. I had to wake up two kid, kids, pack the place, and load everything in the car, which was fine because Clint got us a fancier hotel for the last evening. Thank you, love. And uh, we had, when, when I parked, we had over an hour to get to T2 with your bib. Not a problem, right? Well, the problem <laughs> was that there was no way really to walk there because um, the only path was the course, the run course. And they were busing people in and out from where you park to the transition. And there were only two buses and hundreds upon hundreds of people. We waited and waited and waited and waited. And a, one of the bus drivers got in a fight with somebody in the crowd. Like it was, it was a hot mess. Everybody was in the same boat. But needless to say, we finally get on a bus. Like, I mean, we have 10 minutes to get there and then it's light upon light upon light that we're hitting red we get there it says that you're still in transition first and so i find a volunteer i'm like hey my boyfriend fiance is in, that word is in transition can you get this to him we have our bed she runs i think she's finding you and then iron man tracker tends to have some legway and then it says you've already left and i'm like fuck me so we get we go get in line to go back on the goddamn bus, <laughs> and um, we finally make it back. And then we walk like a half mile to where I know he's going to pass us on. It's a two loop run course, and just waited for you. But he never got us a goddamn bib. But I still think we left with ample time. They only were running two buses. And you know, what's funny so is when I came people. back, it's not like she went and left it. Were my even if I wanted to say keep the bib, it's not like she left it in my stuff. So I know. Well, she, she probably came back looking for me, and I was just like, "Fuck this place!" Like I was just so pissed because it, it was ridiculous. The whole thing was ridiculous. Would it be better if they about five to ten minutes down the road, closer to where we stayed? That's where you have shopping malls and big parking lots. Would it be better if they just had that as the place where people park and ride yes, buses? Yes, but also they needed more than two buses. And the the guy, one of the um, volunteers or that was 
running the show, he was like, hey, I'm really sorry. We only have two buses. We didn't think you all would be here. Where the... What? Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think they thought people would come at the start and then at the finish. Oh, gotcha. And so when people were showing up for T2, they were like, wait, you're not supposed to be here yet. But I mean, poor planning. Again, this event has been going on in the same location for many a year. True. Now, they haven't done it in the last two years for COVID. So, but... Nonetheless, if it's the same spot, same everything. I mean, the one good bright spot is that there were lots of spectators. Everybody was there to cheer people on. That's, that's true. That's what made the problem. That's so. true. Um, yeah, and I did see you guys. So on that first loop going around, I, you know, I saw you and Alice. and Yeah, we stayed put hey. till we saw him. And then I'm like, you know what? I have a bright idea. Fuck these buses. We're going to find a close spot and just walk in. That ended up being a nightmare as well. But. Anyways, we found you, and that's what counts. True, true. And it's the kind of thing when I went to go past the first loop, I'm like, okay, I think I've got this. And I was feeling fine. It's just a matter of, and I tried running again, and it's like, ah, that's not working out. Fine, I'll just do this power walk, because this at least gives me a finishing time. And it's funny, I did see a volunteer not too long after starting the second loop. I'm like, hey, and then like all of a sudden, are you okay? Probably like... You're very slow and at the end. And I just laughed. You like, I'm like fine. You might keel over. And I was like, hey, someone's got to be DFL. And he, he laughed. Um, now, somebody who did pass me on that second loop, when I was on the bike course, and come to find out she's in this triathlete group I just joined, um, I saw that I was going down this hill and there was an ambulance and someone just marking off the road. And I see somebody being picked up and I'm like, hey, I hope this person's okay. Holy hell. And then later on in that second loop, her and another guy passed me. I'm like, is that her? No, no way it's her. And then when I finished, you know, spoiler alert, when I finished, like I saw her and I again wanted to approach her. I'm like, no, she seems too like it's too okay, too in good spirits. And f- don't come to find out she was just I, a badass bitch. Badass bitch. She she's a lot of time for the medical clearance. I guess there's like a system of things they need to do to make sure they don't pull you from the course. So kudos to her right but i you know i was powering through and then sure enough i my goal was to hit mile 12 in three hours and it was like 302 and at that point i'm like okay my watch settings i keep trying to i get to figure that i'm out i it will only give me the total time for the run out of the whole race so i i wasn't i didn't know exactly where i was at but i'm like i'm pretty sure i'm fine so just keep going and um so i just kept it up and then you do the whole like I'm going to run towards the end and it's going to look like I've been jogging this whole time, you know, <laughs> that we all do. I thought about actually going across the finish line, acting like I was Speedwalker from Almost Live. Yes. For maybe nobody that understands that reference, but just Speedwalk through. But then it's funny because then I turn and I saw Kelly, Jack, and Alice and, and I see these signs. One of them was like, Moose and Tuna are on the couch waiting for you. Like, huh. And then another one was like, what did it say? Big Go Thunder. Go Jen, t- Rolling Thunder. Rolling, yeah, like, Okay, and at first I was like, wait, I made a reference about tuna, this and that, and then it dawns on me, like, okay, they must have found these signs, <laughs> and sure enough, that's what you guys did, so it was really cool to see these signs that didn't really pertain to me, and then, uh, yeah, across the finish line, but in true fashion, this is another thing when you're at the back of the, the bus, like me, and I get into the food tent, what do we got, and they have- Oranges and apple, or oranges, oranges and, and gels, bananas. Like, and go- and uh, half bananas. And, and like all the stuff that you normally have out in the race. Like, I'm tired of eating this. That's all I've had this whole day. Like, ah. So I just got a Sprite. I'm like, we'll go, hey, we'll go eat. Yeah. But 
uh, probably why you thought the, the the parking space was a mistake is then you had to walk everything back and then so I my great idea of so. like I know there's a parking lot closer I think I thought it was like about a half mile I think it was a little bit farther but you park and the only way to get to the finish line is to go on the course and it's like a single track gravel like path yeah it's a different course in that you're you're you can almost make the uh, argument to wear trail running shoes. Correct. Yeah, so you're on the trail. The two kids and I, and we're playing leapfrog with the athletes. Like, so tacky. So fucking tacky. But it was like, well, I don't have time to go back to the bus station and mm-hmm. wait. So, yeah, we kind of leapfrog. We pretend we're there just cheering people on. People are like, oh, thanks for being here. We're like, oh, bitch, we're just waiting for you to go so we can run again to the next uh. spot. So, yeah, we make it with, like, an hour to spare, and Jack finds some signs in the trash, and Alice made you a bouquet um, of grass and weeds um, yeah, in lovely. her used snow cone cup. Yes. And, yeah, we were excited to cheer you on. And I did have them bring their Iron Kids medals, because then I went to the Iron Man with my medal and got a picture with the backdrop, so... Yeah, it turned um, out what, almost okay. Yeah. Well, it's funny, because... Alice looks good again. Jack just did not thrilled. He refuses There's a picture to smile. Of me the, it's just uh, a thumbs up and they're walking away. Yeah. So. But you know what? They were excited. They actually, by the time when we finally got to where we were there to cheer you on, it, they had like mellowed out for the fucking day. And, yeah, you they've know, never been like, hey, Clint, piss off. Like, they've always been uh, supportive. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, you know, it all worked out. So, any thoughts? I need to hit the hills more. Would you do this course again? Well, I know there's the people like, oh, I won't do the same course more than once. And I, I thought, I, like, I haven't signed up for Washington 70.3, but I've got, you know, at least another full coming up. Like, I probably should. I'm going to keep doing the training. And like, okay, don't be afraid of the hills. I grew up riding my bike up hills. So yeah. I think I just got to stick with it. Because honestly... Uh, you didn't get on your bike. Let's be honest. My bike in general. Yeah. It is the one, like, say you get home from work or whatever, it, it takes it takes the longest, and you got to go out and do this. You won't go on your fucking trainer if a gun was pressed to your head. Yeah, well, and I don't know. The trainer, at least you're moving your legs, but I don't know. I, I need, one, I also need to get the programs going that'll, like, shift for you and, and whatnot. I just, I still prefer to be outside. So, yeah, first and foremost, I need to get on the bike and get on the bike more consistently and more. It's not like I hate my bike. It's just sometimes where it's like... You got, I don't know. It, it takes the longest of the modalities. It takes the longest, and, and like, you got to set something up and take it down. Sometimes it's just like, ah, I, I'm just going to go for a run. Or, hey, it's easy to get in the car and just go bust out an hour or two-hour swim. You know, So, yeah, just got to stick with it. So Because the water was cold, yes, but it's in a lake. You're not dealing really with much of a current or anything. Actually, there's no current. You know, there's maybe a little bit of wind. And then the run, can't really complain against the, you know, about the run. Yeah, the um, run, if I lived there, that would be my running path, like, every day. It's really yeah, pretty. No, and it's on totally. a lake. Victoria's and then, beautiful. And the peninsula is great. So, because there's a guy I met from Calgary who knew this was going to be hilly. But Calgary is hilly. Everything up here is hilly. And so, it went better than he anticipated. So, you know, it's just what you do. Because lately, when I go riding my bike now like oh i'm gonna go on this path and like wow this is cool i'm i'm hauling ass at this pace and like okay that's great again when i go back to florida but hey i'm gonna take these hillier courses right you know i need to I and need we to live in a place it. where you really can't avoid hills either so you might no. as well just lean in lean in lean in lean in but definitely glad i did it um 
well, of course, it always helps when you finish on time. I definitely want to get faster. So, so giddy up. I know I, I want to be able to shed some weight and stick with the, the as workout, we eat our so. monster cookie with ice cream. Yeah, but we're this was we're eating this and then it's cauliflower <laughs> from here on out, right? It's like the final bender. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, anything else to add about the uh, the race or? You know, I must say, I, I, as much of a pain in the ass it was to like find you on the course, and then it took it literally took two hours to get your shit and get back to the car, um, or it, get you in the car, and then get to the new hotel. Uh-huh. Like it was just a total pain. It, it beautiful course. Uh, everybody was so friendly. And, yeah, it's true. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, Canadians, they have that stereotype of, like, being friendly. They are actually friendly. And it makes me angry. And then I realized that it's not them. It's me. It just, for some reason, triggers something in myself. And maybe oh, I just... people piss you off? Yeah, maybe no. I just need to be a happier person. Do I just need I'm, to be pissier with you? Is that going to make you appreciate me more? I don't know. But I, I, I right. found myself being like, are you assholes today. for real? But I think they are. I think they're actually just really nice. They, they seem to be. And... We're not nice as Americans. <laughs> We're kind yeah, of impatient. It's true. We really don't give people the benefit of the doubt. And we need things done quickly we, and efficiently quickly and right and, away and how you want it. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know what? I'm going to work on myself. Thanks, Canadians. Yeah. Good. Yeah, they got great candy candy bars as well. So, and yeah. Tim Hortons. Yeah. Good eats. Well, if anybody's got any questions, they can email me at clinton at mymidnightclub.com. Or not Kelly at mymidnightclub.com. Follow us on Instagram, mymidnightclub.com. Our Facebook page, My Midnight Club. My Midnight Club. And uh, our OnlyFans page hasn't been set up yet. So get on that to remember. Oh, Thick Athletes as well. That, that's up and running. <laughs> so there's plenty of places to uh, get a hold of us. So we'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, for K-Tip, Tipalicious, not Kelly, I am Clintonian Scott Timmerman. Till next time, peace.